now listen to What's Up Board, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. I just want to know what's yours. With that being said, one of my weekly goals in this podcast is to help people like you learn from our guests and be taught about others and educated from a different lens and perspective. To all the listeners out there, both old and new, salute. Once again, my name is Woody Ward, but you can call me Ward. I'm just another black man caught up in the mix, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. It's dime and nickel. You know how we do. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm eager to speak to our special studio guest today because she's a very unique person making major moves that just might inspire both me and you if we're not careful. Welcome, Miss Toya Marie, or should I call you Latoya the Goddess? Hello, hello, hello. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. All right. So let me give a little background information on you, if I'm correct. A few things I'm going to say. Okay. You currently reside in Houston, Texas, certified life coach, content creator, slash model, veteran of the armed services, I believe the Navy, but not the strongest swimmer, which is ironic. Been all around the world, about to make a major move. So it has your very own YouTube channel, am I correct? I am launching it soon here. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, we got so many places we can begin, but I want to start <laughs> off with the surface. Let's talk about that. Okay. So what made you decide to join up with the service? And it was a Navy, right? It was. Yes. Okay. So what was that thought process like? Um, I did not honestly have much thought. Um, it was something, you know, the recruiters came to your school and brought it home to your parents and your parents were either like, yay or nay. So my parents were one of the ones like, yay. And they sold me on it. And wow. that was really it. Not much thought on my end. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you weren't thinking, well, shoot, I'm going to have to go in the service. I'm going to be traveling, I'm be on the ship. Or it's just like, you're just like, I'm ready to go. I'm just ready. Well, see. I honestly, I wanted to go to college. I wanted to be a college student, um, you know, here in Houston, go to TSU, the usual, or PV, Prairie View. But no, my parents were like, mm, probably we can't afford that. And the Navy's good, or military in general is good. So that's kind of where that came from. And I was a little nervous, but at the end of the day, they sold me. Okay. So <laughs> I was young. And when I, I really didn't realize what I signed up for until maybe three years in, I was like, whoa. I'm... <laughs> so so were you on a ship or were you land side? Uh, both. Okay. Definitely both. What, what was it like out there on that ship? Because I, that, that's a lot of water, man. It is good for me. I love water, so it didn't bother me. I thought it was actually really cool, but um, the lifestyle was not cool. So it, I was only on a deployment. I didn't. I wasn't stationed on a ship or anything, so I didn't have it bad in that aspect. But um, I was attached to a squadron on land, and we were in turn attached to the ship. So whenever the ship left, we left. So I did a nine-month deployment. and. It was, we actually had to extend it, so we might have did more than nine, but it was, it was not, it wasn't fun. It was an experience. The ports were great. That was fun. Yeah. But um, yeah. just that ship life, no, would not recommend. What, what, what about it did you like? It's like, I mean, I just can't, it's like small quarters or something in there, like how they rock in. <laughs> oh, man. You, everything you said plus some. It was really small quarters like I don't know what can I describe it as maybe um on a ship like a regular cruise ship you know how when you do have those stacked bunk beds that's how it was um very limited space for your things um shared quarters pretty much the fact that you had to be in your uniform 24 7 unless you were sleeping obviously and and you know everybody has a little um kind of dorm on the ship so a dorm maybe had 50 to 60 girls all throughout the ship so it was plenty of dorms men and women but yeah you had to be in uniform 24 7 um it was just consistent work internet was rocky so you want to contact your people maybe you can maybe you can't Ooh, just getting mail was sketch yeah (laughs) yeah so, so what's the uniform consist of? That was that that blue uh, blue outfit with the uh, the thing over the shoulders. So 
that period of time, yes. But the navy actually switched from blue to green. So. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have some. I kind of got out of the military at the back end when they were just introducing them. So I did get to wear them a little. But for the most of the time that I was in, I did the blues. Okay. So why the Navy versus, say, the Marines? Hmm. I think. Is, <laughs> is there a difference? I mean. I mean, I would say let the Marines tell it. They're like the head honchos, but you know, of course, I'm Navy, so I'm gonna say they can't do nothing without us getting them there. <laughs> right. But you know, Marine and Navy, we're kind of like brothers and sisters, but not really. Okay. And I would say maybe it was the best. Um, actually, no. When I was in high school, the recruiter, I, I actually still know my recruiter, and I I tell him some words very frequently. Like I can't believe you got me, but he um he was for the Navy actually came to my house um talked to my parents came back to my house got me signed up so it was kind of I guess what was presented the best at the time because you know they had all four branches but the navy kind of stood out yeah and I know I wasn't going army or marines because that's just mm, I know about that and that's right, not yeah. for me <laughs> seemed like that'd be extreme yeah I definitely yeah. understand that so I always ask people about this. Uh, what, what's that whole learning to swim like thing in the Navy? <laughs> how, do, how do they teach you? Walk me through that. Like, it's my first day, and I say, I can't swim. What are they going to say? They're going to say, well, you're still going to get pushed off this ledge, but, um, you know, we'll come to that when we get there. I think everybody, from what I remember, we all had to do it. And then, because they didn't accept you can't swim, so you kind of had to prove it to them so um because some people just try to get out you know of the military you know we can't swim so a free ride out but um after we got pushed off that was like the scariest thing i've ever did and um we kind of have remedial lessons so if you can't swim and do the basic things they just have you come like every i think it's maybe a couple times a week and you have to practice and you just keep doing it till you get it. You're going to get pushed off until you get it. So when you say pushed off, somebody walks on the ledge with you and like, uh, either you going to jump or I'm going to push you. So they, it's like two platforms or a platform. And somebody's up there. So there's two and then, um, I guess you would say two lifeguards or whatever. They're military, but they're already at the top of it and you have to climb up there. They give you a chance to jump yourself, but if you don't, you still got to get down and you're not you can't go back down the ladder so once you're up there oh <laughs> it's, it's a wrap how high are we talking you say up there i want to say it was maybe 16 feet how deep yeah was i'm not gonna lie to you i don't remember i wasn't trying to think about it that was <laughs> that is that was a traumatizing honestly but it was deep it was a real life um like simulation pool like the ocean so it was pretty deep Wow, man! I think yeah. I would have to if, if I got in the water from up there. I'm done. I'm out. They just, <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, how you gonna get down? <laughs> I, I, if I made it down, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> that sounds. I'm just imagining a dark pool of water down there. I mean. Okay, so to be fair, it was a it was clear, just like a pool, but it still was very deep. Okay. Okay. So, so you have no fear of doing that now? They say, hey, we need you to jump back in one more time. You just go up there, boom, you're good, right? Mm, I don't, unless it's life or death, no way. Okay, all right. Because that was, that was kind of the purpose, like, in case you have to jump off a ship, this is what, you know, kind of to prepare you. That's the only reason for it, mm -hmm. that exercise. Yeah, I think I could do it better in an emergency situation rather than just <laughs> watching. I don't know, it's something different about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. What was your specialty while you were in the service? What did you, what was, I think it's called the MOS. Is that what they call it? Yes. Yeah, what was your MOS? Um, so I did a little bit of security. Um, I didn't have too much of a strenuous job to me, but some people say it was very, like, life-threatening. But I did um, law enforcement for the Navy. Okay. So um, patrolling on the base, uh, standing guard at the gate, um, what else did I do? I did a little bit of PRP, which is um, it's a kind of a program in the military that where you protect protect nuclear bombs oh. and oh. submarines. <laughs> oh. No, they make well. Okay, 
<laughs> what did you have to protect? What did you have? Like, a, you couldn't shoot a gun around that and stuff. So, what, what, you know what? So, the uh. gag was, it was kind of, um, what would you call it? Like an enclave. So, we were at the gate and everything, you know, very, uh, I don't know, high assets were a little bit behind us. But we were the first line of defense. So, we were at the gate with our M4s and our pistols and yeah it was a whole procedure so it was very stress that was a very uh stressful job because you had to be on it and they made sure like you were you were you were strict you were straight on because you were protecting like bombs and nuclear assets so we never saw them but and the subs as well we had to protect those too okay that's a very important job there Um, very oh wow you already scared me twice you you <laughs> the the jumping in the water and now I'm standing outside a bomb with a gun. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, all right, cool. Let me ask: Can, can people in the military, uh, I guess, vote or can they be political or how does that work? Because the president is your direct boss, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so well. Um, yes and no. You definitely are urged to vote. Um, they make sure, you know, because everybody still has their home of residence. So they make sure every time that time comes around, you're, if you choose to, you know, contact your home. There's certain programs where, it, you know, your county works with the military and you can send your boat back and forth and stuff like that. Um, as far as being political, um, again, yes and no, because you obviously can have your point of view but you're not allowed to voice it to an extent to where it would affect you working for the president or any party for that matter right yeah because i guess like you said you're in uniform all the time i guess so mm-hmm. yeah it just and then on facebook i know when i was in um once it came our previous president you know it, it was a lot of back and forth so when i was in the military during that time it was more cracked down on because so many people had stuff to say and they were like they kind of literally that was one where everybody had something to say and people were posting it on Facebook mm. and you know once the com- or the the commands wherever you were you know found out about it or somebody who was opposed to the, what you said you know may have told vice versa right. so we kind of got a lot of bills sent out at that time as far as like bills as in you're not allowed to say this or do this on Facebook stuff like that Wow. So they're monitoring y'all Facebook too? Not just off GP, but if it's something like that and you know, you might have people you work with on social media right. or it's not even you work with somebody who knows you're in the service and yeah, that happens. You have to be very watchful all the time. Okay. What was your first day like in the service? Like when you first pulled up, what, what was that like? Mm. Let me think back here. So, well, when I first pulled up to, there's a whole process you have to go to through, and it's kind of like a, I don't want to say, what is it, like a, jung, a jungle gym type of thing, but it's like an assessment, and you have to go through all these things to make sure you're qualified, but I was very scared, and yeah. I remember getting on a bus to Chicago, because that's where we do the basic training at, and my family was there, you know, everybody's family was there dropping them off, and I was like, what is going on? Because I still didn't understand. Like I said, until three years later, it really hit me. But (laughs) I I was like, okay, I'm just going off to be in the military. I didn't know what it was about. Yeah. I was a little delusional, but definitely nervous because I was still going into the military. So so for the first couple years, you were just having so much fun. It just really didn't hit you? Mm, Fun and also I didn't. That's not that wasn't enough time for me to realize, okay, I don't like this. Like I was still feeling it out. So, um, I'm not gonna say that I don't like this, but it wasn't for me. So after that three year mark, I had been in enough, I've seen some stuff, I started noticing things and I was just like, Wow, hold on. What what did I get myself into? But <laughs> Yeah. So you were in for three years total? Oh no, I was in for eight years total. Oh my. Yeah. So, so you get a free house and everything now, right? Or some perk to get a house, right? Well, we get plenty of perks. That's the great thing about it. But um, we get, it's more like a loan. So like um, easy approvals with loans, no down payments, stuff, things like that when it comes to houses. You get land grants um, and a lot of perks with that. Wow. 
that's yeah. nice right there because it's great <laughs> and do you get to go to school free too absolutely wow any school you can get into you they got you um as far as my, yeah for sure and then um also uh, with texas residents we also get additional schooling so perks through the roof right so like you can get a master's or a phd or however far you want to go with that um, not for free, but you can get up to, depending on where you're at and how you work it, I think at least a bachelor's, because that's the time limit they allow you. Like, okay, if you're going to get out and go to school, we're going to pay for you to at least get a bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I go up that chemistry degree. Yeah. And you get, um, you get paid to go to school. So oh, not just man. for free, but yeah. So when you're in the service your food and room and board, all that stuff is included. They don't take that out of pay, right? It's just like that little tiny room. That's free. Food's free. Everything is pretty much free if you are living on the base. Not everybody lived on base. But as far as you being on the base and on deployment, yes, everything is free. Okay. Okay. Now, on that ship, were you guys allowed to date? Oh, all right. Let's get into it. Were we allowed to? <laughs> Y'all left that nine months, though. I mean. Yeah, you know. They know we were we were doing something for nine months. But um, no, we weren't allowed to. It was not encouraged whatsoever. They they tried to call us brothers or sisters. You know, they kept. <laughs> I'm, you're laughing. I'm so serious. It's so funny looking wow. back. But they, yeah, they tried to really, like, push that narrative. So neither are your sister. But yeah, okay. Um. No, that 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 didn't really do much at all. Well, you said y'all was in tight quarters, <laughs> so I'm well, how? <laughs> mm, if you go on a cruise ship, or not even a cruise ship, but if you ever Google a carrier and you just see inside, oh, there's cracks and corners and crevices, and maybe I'm telling too much, but hey, there's some places on an entire ship. Yes, absolutely, and then also in port you know they were oh. finding out a lot of people were having encounters during our port visits and some people even got um you know pregnant so that was an issue as well so then you now you gotta get kicked out of service right when the women did i guess oh no you're not gonna get kicked out you can choose to get out they're not gonna kick you out oh wow yeah okay. wow so when you say go to port that means the, the ship goes to like I don't know, dock somewhere and, and then y'all get to get off and, and yes. go out for, oh, okay they, they were like y'all come back by eight o'clock or something or yep pretty much um either it was come back by like midnight or if you were allowed to be uh overnight you can just be you know get a hotel and be where you're gonna be by midnight whatever how long do, is a typical dock um i would say on my deployment it was no more than five days at a time Okay. Very uh, quick. Very quick. So, where, where are some of the places that you they, uh, took you guys to? So, we went to, um, where's the first place? We went to uh, Croatia. That was the first place. And um, that was an experience. Glad to say I went to Croatia. Um, where else? The next place we went to was uh, Dubai. Oh, that's nice. Yes. A lot that of was sand awesome. out there, right? Was it a lot of sand? It was a yeah, yeah, definitely more sand than grass. <laughs> yeah. What, what's it like over there? How, how did you like that experience? Like Ferraris everywhere. <laughs> it's funny, but uh, yeah, kind of sorta. Um, you definitely see the difference of lifestyle. So okay. you go over there and you'll get your mind blown because those people—that's a different type of wealthy. Oh, they seem like everybody. There's no port. Is there no ghetto there? Okay, well, yes, because <laughs> I remember on our port visits, me and my um, best friend, we would venture off because um, we were able to find people and do research before we hit uh, us women of color. We want our hair braided. So there were people on the ship that did it, but majority of the time when we went to port, we would find somebody who did braids. So we would be in a whole nother country looking for this braid or foreign address, foreign location, and me and my best friend, we definitely stumbled into the less wealthy part, and it blew our mind, too, because we were, like, in Dubai. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But everybody so what, has a slum, so. so. So with the ghetto there, does, like, everybody drive, like, Chevys or something? Like, 2018 Chevys? Like, oh, my God, he's slumming. Look at him. No, I don't think it's like that. I don't really think they um, 
they have their separate territory so it's either you're on this side or you're where the money's at from the time I was there but it wasn't it just looked like a you could tell I really don't know how to describe it, but you could tell the way of life and just the infrastructure for sure Nice. So, did you guys have to ever cover up in other countries? Because I know, uh, from, again, I, I have been over there. I'm just assuming that other countries uh, look at women differently. Like, you know, like she's got to be covered from head to toe. She's short ankle, a guy, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just assuming. So, when we were in Dubai and Bahrain, those are both Middle East because the last two places I went to after Dubai was Bahrain and Greece but um, in Dubai and Bahrain we definitely it was stressed that we cover up because it is a little disrespectful I guess if that's their culture for the women to be covered up so um, yeah it was like a thing especially when we coming off the ship they would kind of look us over like okay either you're good or you need to go re- reassess your wardrobe so we definitely did so what, what happens if they somebody kidnap y'all? What, what's, what's the services for you on that? They're like, we're going to come get Ooh. y'all. Because you see Brittany Griner. I know. But I honestly don't know much about that. I don't know if it's like a, like a legal or some type of issue like that. But as far as getting kidnapped and, you know, not put in jail for something you did, like just willingly kidnapped, I don't think that... Um, I want to say they're established with the uh, who they need to be established with to make sure that doesn't happen because we're our presence is very known so okay. I don't think they would do but, I've never seen anything any instance of that okay but y'all couldn't walk around with your weapons on your hip could you oh no that? you can't leave the ship the only people that had weapons on the ship were security so okay and the people um, not just security but um weapons as far as guns but the different rates or MOS's they had bombs and all that type of weapons yeah so so again and I'm almost done on this topic I'm just so fascinated by it feel free did you get physically fit being in the service all the time because it seemed like all y'all, y'all run all the time and everybody's all you know with the 12 pack and stuff how, how did that affect you with everything being free I think maybe back in the day that was kind of a standard, but um, around about the time I was really getting in there, um, a lot of people were getting away with weight. So I don't, it's like I said, back in the day in the movies, you think everybody's all ripped and jacked, but mm, it's not, that's not the majority, at least, you know, when I went in. Okay, okay. People were, once, uh, the military actually lightened up a lot so if you talk to maybe somebody in my generation versus they'll be like y'all have it easy and then if we look at the generation after us it's like man y'all really got it easy so over time you know they used to haze people they used to um you know really do a lot of stuff so they didn't really do much of that they they're kind of getting rid of it because people were complaining and stuff you know just the society is getting less or I should say not less, but more sensitive. So <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, so hazing is gone. That's good. That's right. Good. I, I didn't know that. So, mm-hmm. so I know you said you had uh, went on a weight loss journey. Was that after you got to service, or while you were still in? Um. Oh, this was way after. This was like pandemic. So maybe. Okay. Yeah. Service to answer your question, I was definitely fit. Um, definitely fit. You kind of have to stay there because they do do what how long how often did we do those tests i think maybe every six months we did physicals assessment so you had to make sure you were in the standards of that but some again like i said some people somehow they they were not and they were making it so whatever hookup or how they made it through (laughs) they did what they had to do exactly was the food pretty good on the ship food was horrible it was like this ongoing joke that people who actually constantly go on deployment, if they give you the good food, something bad going on. So that was like every time they'd be like, okay, because I think they would kind of announce it or word of mouth every day. They'd be like, what, you know, what's, what's for dinner? What's for lunch? What's for breakfast? And they'd be like, oh, we got lobster or steak today. So I don't know what news it is, but it ain't good news. Right, something's about to go down. <laughs> something's about to go down. 
but no, the food was absolutely atrocious. Um, we had to mostly uh, we had a store ship. A lot of people don't know that, but there's a store on the ship, so they would get um, replenished or shipments basically, and chips and cookies and stuff, whatever. Just the entire store, not just food, but razors, uh, toiletries, things like that, clothes. So we could buy food from there. And also, most of the time, we just brought food because we already knew. <laughs> right, yeah. Now, be out there for a minute. Yeah. So, how did... Is it, like, laundromats on their thing, too? Or do people... They got a team to just wash y'all clothes and stuff, y'all, too? Okay. So, there's um, laundromats for sure. Um, it was very hard to access, but it was, it was doable. Um, and... As far as the ranks, like once you hit um, a certain rank, they had people who washed their clothes for you. Oh, yeah, the big dogs. That'd be sweet. I I just can't. I know ships are huge. I've never been on a cruise, so I know the ships are huge. But I'm just thinking, where is every? How do you put a shower in this thing? And okay, it was a lot for me too. I've never been on a ship before that either, and I was mind blown. Yeah, did you have to take put the dots behind your ears for the motion sickness, or nah. was it just a natural? No, nah, I like I like water. I like being around it. It didn't bother me. Okay, all right. Well, I'm curious about your family. Um, you said they were very supportive when you went off. Some. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But none of them were against it because they knew it was in the best interest. But they were scared for sure. Yeah, because you went straight out of high school, right? Mm-hmm. Like a couple months after. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> which one of your parents are you most like, your mom or your dad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say that again. Is it safe to say 50 <laughs> 50? Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I, I can see it. You know, I honestly I, you am. Know. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, it's one parent, the funny one, and one's the more serious one. Um, no, I think honestly, when it comes to my parents, I kind of, and it's something I didn't really, uh, just like as adults, we don't realize things about our parents till we are grown ourselves. But my parents are equally serious and equally funny. So I think that's okay. kind of how I got my balance. Like, I think I'm very funny, and, or at least I've been told, and I could be serious. I can get down to business. My dad, I say, if it's one thing I take from him, it's the social aspect. He's very social. Both of my parents are super social. That's why. I am. (laughs) And, um, you know, he kind of makes it a thing to not get too stressed out about things you can't control. Just deal with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that totally. So how long have they been together? Um, So they are not together any longer, but they were together throughout my entire childhood and adulthood. Mm -hmm. Okay. How did that affect you with uh, with your parents not being together? That kind of make you think, I don't think I want to do it. Or have you been married yet? So I have not been married. I've had a lot of engagement offers. But... <laughs> yeah, going to Dubai and all that, I can imagine, yeah. Oh, no, not from them. I wish. I would still probably be over there, but nah. Um, I It didn't make me feel any way, um, especially now, because I did a lot of healing and a lot of uh, spiritual journey and growth and all that, self-discovery. So I don't think... Now I look at it differently. I just look at it like if if it wasn't good for them, then they did what they had to do. I don't really, I kind of, even with my coaching, I like promote do what's best for you. Like you can do what's best for you. Obviously do what's your mental state. If it wasn't working, don't force it. Right. Because that's going to harm everybody in the long run. I agree. So, Mm -hmm. but marriage is something that's coming up for you in the future? I'll claim it for sure. I would okay. definitely, I'm open to it. But I wouldn't say future. I don't have the, the time on that. But I, just, I just when it happens, you Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me ask you this. What, what, would your, what do you think your future husband would appreciate most about you? Oh, that's a super good question. Mm. Mm. I think he would appreciate the most my ability to just be still, like to be at peace, because that's what I value. Like I'm, I'm a businesswoman. I'm about my coins. I like to be social when need be. But I love. If you only knew me, I love being in peaceful environments, in wherever it's at. Literally, I can create a. <laughs> I'm a zone out. <laughs> <laughs> 
that, that's a good that's very good to have I think that's that's good I'm gonna tell you something later on why I asked that question but for um, sure <laughs> let, let me get into the modeling how did you get into how did you become a model what, okay what happened well, this is like a self-proclaimed thing. I'm not really doing any modeling business, but it's something I, once I got out the military, a part of my self-discovery. Um, I've always taken model type pictures, if that makes sense. Like yeah, high school, yeah. um, when I was out, I've always enjoyed being in front of camera. My mom used to have me like in pageants as a kid. Okay. So it's kind of always been a thing, but once I got out and I did like, my self-discovery I started you know loving myself and really discovering who I am I was like okay I, I might want to step into this like um, it's something I want to get into so that's where I'm at with it now okay yeah is that how you got the name Latoya the Goddess no that has nothing to do with that that's just um something that I put out there and it was kind of received well because my personal mission statement is just to embrace my full goddess potential. So, mm, I like that. Yeah. yeah, that's where that came from. <laughs> okay. But, it, uh, but even though you don't consider yourself a professional model, do you <laughs> I'm think not... you're, a, you're a natural with the camera or do you think you need some coaching? You know, because some people you got to, okay, do this, or you just like naturally comfortable. I'm naturally comfortable being in front of the camera, but coaching, yeah, for sure. I'm not a model. I've never modeled. So I'm always open to, um, you know, legit coaching advice, and I'm always looking to better myself. So I'm never going to be too not, you know, feel the need. I don't need coaching, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Would you ever have those popular surgeries to fast track your modeling career? They say, hey, we want we want you to be at Ford, at the Ford Modeling Agency, but, you know, you consider like a BBL, a liposuction, or what you call it, uh, or, or get the eyebrow things. I don't know what they call micro. Okay, so funny enough, I've already got microblading because that was a personal thing. Like, I just feel like they're amazing. Like, everybody loves them and I love them. But, um, and it's convenient for women, you know, it's just like a easy beauty standard that you now have to worry about once you get them done. Um, yeah. But no, whatever career path I might embark on on my modeling they're gonna get Latoya's body and maybe you know I I do myself want to be more fit or toned in certain areas but surgery no absolutely not I don't need to be modeling with y'all right I'm not well, a model for you how tall are you I'm 5'3 I'm short <laughs> okay that's about average size you mentioned that the eyebrow thing what do they do when they do that microblading what is that they put like hairs in the eyebrow Oh, okay. So, um, I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. And it's, I don't know much either, but um, I did have a video on my YouTube and my Instagram. Um, if anybody wants to check that out, but it was um, my first experience getting microbladed, and it was basically she numbed my eyebrows. Um, it. Yeah, because it's a needle. I did. So, I, wow. Yeah, it's oh. a needle. So, she numbed my eyebrows and it, she kind of shaped them out before anything was done. She shapes them. She shows me, and I'm like, okay, it looks good. Um, or she shows you, and you can decide whether you're, you like it or not. And um, she caters to your natural shape, how your eyebrows are supposed to be. And long story short, she numbs them. She tattoos oh. to fill out the shape she made, and then she inserts, like, hair-like follicles. So... It was a whole process. My eyebrows were peeling. Like, you really have to watch my video. Like, it'll be on I'm my YouTube. That. <laughs> Trust and me, we'll see that. Please do. Because I was like, where's my eyebrows? And she wore She was like, they're going to disappear. And that's a concept I still don't understand because obviously they fully came back. But they were gone. Or I don't know the correct word. I couldn't see them. Hmm. Not going to say they were gone. I couldn't see them. <laughs> and therefore, they tattoo over that. No, no, no. That was like a peeling process after the tattoo oh yeah so she tattooed them on and did the hair like strokes and it was very sore but they peeled and when they peeled that's when they kind of disappeared on me and then it started to come back and now they are great okay yeah we should have did the video because this uh yeah but I'm, I'm gonna put the pictures up okay cool. okay <laughs> hey well, you can is... always have me back oh definitely i'll definitely have you back i'm gonna show in my eye for us but uh, how much is an eyebrow, uh, what you call it, microblading? Yeah, microblading. What, how much is that going to cost on average? On average, $500. Yeah. That's how much I paid. What did you say? $500. Oh, 
Is this a permanent thing? It's a one-time thing? It's a one-time and maybe some maintenance here and there. Like, every couple years, maybe. But it's a one-time thing. Um, They say you have to go back to, you know, get the shading maybe touched up. Just like a tattoo. It fades, but yeah, that's your choice if you want to. It's got to be expensive being a female. It, it Tell me. Does. I am so glad you are aware <laughs> of that. It yeah. is. It's a, it's a lot of money. <laughs> I guess that's why uh, people uh, are adamant that a guy pays when a girl goes on a date with them because mm. I guess y'all got to do your hair, your nails, makeup. See, uh, I, I I believe that concept. I do. Um, honestly, when it comes to dating, I feel like you should never go above your means initially. But I think that's more so when it becomes your partner or even if just let them do it you should not be coming out of your pocket to go above and beyond to impress somebody like oh. look as i say look presentable and you know all that but i see sometimes even me i'm gonna just use me i used to go above and beyond and you don't know this person you don't know this man you right. know yeah stressing out to look all good like mm. just just crazy but yes when it comes to pain i Conversation should be there because we we got through a lot. I pay for a lot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you would never pay for a guy on a date? As far as what? <laughs> like you say, y'all. He said, "Hey, let's go eat." And he didn't say, "I want to take y'all. Let's go out eat." And you go out, and then the check come. Are you gonna reach for? Mm. It? <laughs> but I mean, it'll pay my. I, it's, new, it's a new relationship, you know, like dating. I'll definitely. Would you like me to pay my half? But I'm not gonna offer the whole thing unless we're in a relationship. Then, of course, it's getting, you know, why not pay for your man sometimes? But uh, uh, essentially, no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I'll pay mine well, <laughs> or none. <laughs> dang. Well, let me let me ask this. I ask uh, people on the show this a, a lot. I'm curious to the different answers I'm getting. Say you're in a relationship and or let's say you got married. Do you think you guys should have the separate bank accounts or dual joint? This is so funny. I was thinking about this on my own. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Man, that's interesting. Okay. Um, I think own and joint. Why not? Mm, yeah. Would you like the joint to be for and have your own. I think um, when it comes to having your own, depending on your level of trust, you know, we can exchange passwords and stuff, but I think it's healthy to have your own and a joint. Okay. All right. I'll write that down because another person says both. I don't know. I guess I always think if you're married, I guess I always thought just... What's mine is yours. <laughs> yeah, because what happens, like you said, you said it's about trust. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing. Because what happens if I can have my half of the ring? Mm-hmm. You say, well, I guess we're about to get kicked out then. No, you gotta pay it. But see, so that's 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 totally different though. That's just you um doing your role at in a relationship. You know, if one falls short, you pick up, but you can have your own. And then again, I said the password thing, that is trust. If I'm giving you my password, it's still mine, but right. yep. you can have access. I trust you. Right. Yeah. And then we got a joint one for whatever. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I see where you're coming from that. Um you have things and I'm like you just I don't know I'm not saying I'm like weary or nothing but I just love having my own stuff too <laughs> I'll share but I want my own too yeah I, I, I see it both ways I guess mm-hmm. I've, I've dated people in the past who I, it was a trust thing I was like no I see how you handling your stuff uh, mm. I'm good but then again you gotta think well I'm with this person so Exactly. I, I was about to say, is that somebody you should be marrying? <laughs> yeah, because you know it's it's a well, guys. I think we we're, we're attracted, and I shouldn't say every guy. I'm talking. I'm just so, the, the few I know. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Because you'd be surprised when people write in and say, "Well, you said this." I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about everybody. <laughs> I'm just saying me. But uh, we we tend to be attracted to women, and we'll put up with a lot of stuff because she looked good or had a big butt. Hey, mm. man, you know, I, I'm gonna put up with this, but. <laughs> so you get that ugly girl, you, you she'd be one thing. You burn the veins, be over. Uh, you you got to get out. Ah, so I'm just okay. saying. I, so I it think, depends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think maturity has a lot to do with it because uh, 
I know some people who married uh, girls who weren't attractive and they had the best relationships. And I know people who married the most attractive know, girls. And they'd be like, man, this girl mm. right here, she can't cook, she can't do nothing. Man! Girl, she trying harder. She's like, I got to cook. I got to keep the house clean. I got to spray his tires, you know. See? And you know what? It's, it's, it, that's how it has to, unfortunately, be in society. Like, you feel like you do have to overcompensate a lot of women when they aren't, you know, looked at or don't have the society beauty standards. They do feel like they have to do more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this lady, uh, she said on Instagram the other day, she said, Women feel like they don't have to compete for a man or do anything. I just got to show up because I'm a female and that's good enough. She said, but really, mm. you want to show him that you, you're going to make his life better and how you can do it, how y'all can be a team. Mm-hmm. I had never really heard. I was like, dang, I had to watch that again. I said, okay. I, I seen that. Doing. I did see that. Yep, yep. And that I was, agree. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely beneficial. Like so. yeah, I, like you said, it's it's really maturity. Like I've matured so much over the years. So some things I maybe didn't, um, you know, agree with in the past. I'm like, nah, I was tripping. That makes so much sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know you said you're you're uh, into doing a life coach too. Do you talk to people about uh, different things about their like how they how a couple can get along or or how to so solve the issues? Um, a little bit of both. So I am still becoming certified. Um, I'll be a certified professional life coach. And um, it's really helping with whatever problem you have that you feel like you want to get, you know, solved. So I just, our job as coaches is to empower you to get the answer. We're not telling right. you the answers. We're not consulting. You empower yourself. I just be curious. And I do that every day. So that kind of I got into that like to even be a coach like I love doing it do it for free so now I'm like oh no we finna get certified so I can start getting coins to do what I love too absolutely get your <laughs> coins yeah <clears throat> why do you think relationships are hard for, for people cause people who don't communicate yeah you're right yeah that's a good answer I was thinking the same thing communication that's the top answer, at least fun, because I do a lot of research, <laughs> so uh, on different things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the internet made things easy. I mean, back in the days, there was no internet, so I mean, not that everything on the internet is right, but you do have some, uh, you know, some com- comparative things there. You can mm. say, well, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I that I would say communication for sure because even um, again I only can speak for myself but in the past a lot of things could have been worked out if I if we were mature enough communication and maturity hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You talking about in a former relationship? Yeah, just like from my past experiences um, on either side, me or them, communication just I feel like goes the longest way. Like everything could be solved with a little communication and then I feel hard yeah and just people trying to be with someone that they sh- <laughs> oh so you talking about Will and Jada okay I see where you going with come you. on now hey that's hard <laughs> ain't that hard that's <laughs> going through it they both going through it what would you tell see? them if they came to you and said hey uh, Toyota Goddess we need you to help us what would you go tell Will and Jada I'm going to say what is the root issue and whatever they tell me the issue is, we're going to go from there. But long story short, if it ain't working, you need to fix it. Some people say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it ain't working, fix it. And if it about your day, y'all grind. Right. We got we to gotta help you, you know, solve your problem. And that seems like what it is. It's just like there's no love because if it was I just feel like personally half the once you really love somebody you don't have a lot of problems because the communication is there you're mature enough to talk to them because you love them you don't want nothing to happen to them you want to fight you know it's just interesting point there yeah that's interesting I, I agree with it but I also look at it as I think when couples get together Mm-hmm. Initially, they're like, "Oh, I love everything about her. Her, her walk. I like his beard. You know, all mm-hmm. that stuff." And then after a while, the things you liked about him are the very things you don't like about him. Like, why is he chewing with his mouth open? Oh my mm. god! I can't believe this joker get up every morning at five o'clock and make all that noise before. Like, he's an early bird. You know, I think we stop trying to put the other person's needs ahead of ours, and we start thinking, "Well, you know, it's about me." You know, but that, I can I can definitely see that that and you know some people they 
issues take place and then build up on that and then obviously by that goes back to communication like maybe you are mad that he's smacking them but why because you right. never bought you before so why about you now is it cause something and not just mad at everything he do <laughs> or she do yeah. you know yeah absolutely but I, yeah I think that, like it's the, that communication like you said is just like how do you uh I don't know I guess it just kind of fades because the divorce rate in this country is so mm. high it's like Three. you yeah, how do you meet somebody and you you can't live without them? Then fast forward three years later, y'all still in divorce court, you know, staring each other down like, ooh, ooh I can't stand you, ooh, I, you know, like how does that happen? I just, Man. I just don't get it. Another I thing I when I when I'm working with your, you know, just talking to people, because um, I'm not currently working with anybody yet, but when I just talk to people or consult with people, they um they end up changing and the partner don't change so I know yeah. a personal situation and you know one of my good friends they are elevating so much in life and their partner is just like keeping them and draining them and you know taking all their energy I'm like I don't say nothing because that's not my job as a coach but I see it and I'm like that's a big thing you know your partner has to continuously be evolving with you and a lot of relationships right. that don't happen Yep. And you're, you know, you can't pour into yourself and somebody else at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've learned that in relationships, two things happen when it comes to growth. You grow What's together that? or you grow apart. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So <laughs> like yeah, that's, that's what I got out of it. And, and a, a wise man once told me, he said, when talking to people about marriage, ask the two people, what's your definition of marriage? And where do you where you plan to go on this journey, and how do you prepare to go? If they can't answer those questions, you know maybe they might not be ready. That's something you never tell, tell nobody they can't do it. But I, I always remember that. So see, and that's the thing with marriage. Like a lot of people, um, like well, is it relationship coach stuff like that? They're coming out with this thing to where it's like, what what is marriage really? Because I think uh, it got lost, you know, here within this generation, and maybe a little before and after. But it's like what is it because it's not what it essentially was meant to be so a lot of people are trying to like shed light on that because like you said the divorce rate is sky high and i don't even think people know what marriage is so that's that's really good that's a good question or a good yeah. outlook yeah it definitely is because it seems like money controls so much of it um mm. are people worried about losing their money that's why i always say you know i i, I, I don't know i don't know <laughs> it's, it's something you definitely have to be built for it these days <laughs> yes um, let me ask you about tattoos we had talked about the tattoo of the eyebrows do you mm. have other tattoos or eyebrows <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> I have what maybe I got three so I have one three. on my foot okay. one on my okay. thigh one on my back and Ooh, they all meant no, actually, the one that hurt the worst was my foot. Oh, hit that bone. Absolutely. I was like, well, whoo. What is this on your foot? Life. Um, it's an anchor um, for of no course. particular reason. Of course, right? Of yeah. course. Yeah. For no particular reason, because that's not even why. <laughs> oh, <laughs> people wow. just okay. straight go to that. Like, oh, because you were Navy. I'm like, no. <laughs> because no the story behind it is uh when i first got to my duty station i hung out with these um like a couple guys and maybe one or two girls but for the most part my my mos it was the security so a lot of males so i was hanging out with a lot of dudes and um you know building brotherly relationships and they we went to tattoo shop and mm. you know they always looked out for me and i was like you know what should i get y'all and they was like an uh, anchor I was like, cool, give me an anchor. There you go. Yeah. You heard him. <laughs> Literally, I did I had no idea. And I mean it's cute. It's a cute little tattoo, but now that I'm grown, I don't know if I would have got an anchor, but it's a story, nonetheless. Okay. okay. And, and what's what's on the thigh? Um, oh, and on my foot it says where there is no struggle, there is no strength. So it, the anchor kind of fit into it, you know. But okay. um on my thigh I have a butterfly. Okay. Um, a big butterfly. I see those girls with a couple of holes by. We can, we can it, look on your IG and find it. For sure. Go check me out. Um, <laughs> it's okay. not um too big. It's just like a nice little cute butterfly with, um what would you call it? Like chandelier. You know how they have those tattoos with the jewels hanging uh-huh. and all that? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah so that's that and because i love butterflies my name used to be um matches monarch for the longest and that's just like a butterfly I so um, i was wondering what that meant yeah, so the thing behind that was matchless, nobody could compare, and monarch, butterfly, or queen. So that's what that was. Okay. And on my back, I have a dove, and under the dove, it says, Peace, Love, Hope. Is that from the Bible? Absolutely not, but it, okay. it I mean, it, it means the same thing, but no, not from it, but yeah, it's the same narrative behind it, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. All right. Well, we're almost uh, to the end of this uh, show. I really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, but, me too. Yeah, we're going to go through this uh, final portion called Getting to Know You at Rapid Fire Questions. I'm just going to ask you a few questions. You just tell me what comes to mind. Sounds good. All right. Considering that we just came out of or still in the middle of COVID, depending on who you ask, what skill do you think everybody should relearn? Social skills. Like, like how to talk to someone? Um, or... How to be active. A lot of people, they are kind of now in this depressed state and they don't know why, but it's because we've been in the house. We've been on home, working from home. We don't know how to socialize. We don't know how to communicate. And this is generally speaking, not everybody, but right, right. Um, just from what I hear, we've lost our sense of community and socialism. So I think that will solve a lot of our mental health issues because a lot of people are lonely. So just get back yeah. out there. Start enjoying life. You're right. A lot of people did. Uh, get lonely because of COVID, but mm-hmm. I was—I've been used to running so much. I do everything. I have all kind of licenses. I have all kind mm. of. I got so I was always. We're gonna have to interview you. <laughs> <laughs> I just was always on the go. So for me to be able to just stop for a year, it was mm. amazing. I can't right? tell you how much stuff I did. <laughs> I mean, I like to read stuff. I like to learn. I mean, uh, yes, I love it. Yeah, yeah, you were one of the few. Not everybody kind of took it, uh, used it, you know, wisely. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, it was great. But uh, back to you. I this agree. is about you. This ain't about me. No, it's uh, about both of us. This is your okay. show. Let well, me know about well, you. Nobody ever lets me talk. I appreciate. See, that. I, and you know my my job, right? Come right. On yeah, now. that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you smooth with it. You are got me. I'm stressed out on the sofa. Let me get up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's my thing. It's my thing. Okay. What common piece of advice do you disagree? And, and let me say it like this. I often heard people say, never stop chasing your dreams. But I know some 50-year-old rappers, so I'm just saying. <laughs> what advice do you disagree with this comment that people say? Oh, man. Mm. Now you're going to make me think. Common advice people say. Disagree <laughs> mm. Um, Something that people say that I don't agree with. Um... Uh, let me see. Um, when people say, this is tough. You know I, I, mean? I give you another one while you think. Okay. Okay. I never say good morning to people. Me either. Love it. Say, yeah. I always say hello because to me, morning means something that's not good. Right. So, I agree. Etymology yeah. is serious. So yeah, I don't. I, I either do Grand Rising, Good Day, yeah, something yeah. like that. Hey, Any of that. yeah, all that stuff. I just it's such little things I do like that for myself because mm-hmm. you know. Now let me back to this question. Now you got me thinking. I think um when it comes to what is a piece of advice I just recently got? Oh, okay, you can do it all. No, yes. I like okay. that one. That's true. That's true. You're right. And that's only because I um. You know, it's my current situation. So I, I'm very ambitious and I want to do it all. But sometimes people in my corner, you know, that I look up to, they have to be like, look, you can't do it all. Not saying you can't have it all, but you can't do it all at one time. So yeah. people say that, but, you know, when they have this thing like, oh, yeah, do that, do it, do it, do it, do it. Like, wait a minute now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what's one of the uh, lessons that's probably taking you the longest in life to learn? Um... Probably yeah. that one. That one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I feel like I would be, um, I know everybody's where they need to be in life, but I could have had maybe a lot more accomplishments if I really didn't try to do everything at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, uh, it was hard for me to learn how to say no. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. I used to always say, hey, Ward, can we do this? Can we do it? All right, cool. I really didn't want to do it, but I would do it just because I guess I didn't want to not be liked or. Right, let right. Down. But 
but now I can say no in several different languages. Like, I oh. love it. That's a problem. That that's a really big problem. Um, so I commend you on you know really getting past that. I want to add um with that one thing that took me the longest to learn was that you can't help everybody. Oh so, yes, you're right. Oh my god. I had a lot of therapy sessions getting me through that one because me being a coach like helping people I've I was you know you could get to a point where you hinder yourself trying to help somebody else and it took me so many years to learn that like just make sure you're good and then go back you know I always um, report back to the airplane theory put your mask on then help your neighbor (laughs) yeah now in the service do they teach y'all that if someone's drowning that you if you go up to them they're trying to come at you you punch them in the face is that true or not? Oh, true? to stop them. I mean, I've heard that. I'm not gonna say we learned that in the service, but oh, okay. I've heard that for sure. Okay, I, I know. I, I kind of I know where I got it from because I know Steve Harvey has said before, uh, <laughs> you can't help a a, per, a broke person because you become one of them. So the best you can tell come on is, now. Like, I can't give you money. I, I can help you out and show you what to do. But if you give somebody money, you, you pretty soon y'all both broke. Yes, so, that's literally. Oh man, that's some advice everybody needs to take heed to. Yeah. Speaking of advice, if you can go back to your younger self, say 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself for the future? What would you say, hey, you need to do this or do that? Is there anything you would tell yourself? Mm, um, younger self, yeah. Um, know your worth. Mm. Period. And add tax. <laughs> and add tax. Like, literally, that, that, that would be my motto. And I tell you, my, I would have, mm, you can't tell me nothing if I would have had that advice. Right, right. I think I think the older we get, I think the more confident we get, and the more we realize the things we worry about really didn't deserve that type of attention. Didn't at all. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> I see a lot of people who will go out and spend all their money on nice clothes and nice cars to impress people who don't know them or don't care. There you go. Like, why are you doing all this? I mean, it's it's the society, man. I just, I could go on and on about that concept. Different day, different topic, right. but yeah. man, yeah. Uh, if somebody had to, uh, if somebody gave you an opportunity to give a 30-minute impromptu presentation, what could you talk about for 30 minutes right now? Um, I could talk about how self-love and self, the, um, I would say personal journey. I could talk about how it's so important to learn yourself, learn your passions, um, what it could do for you, the journey, what you're going to experience going through it. Um and I can also talk about wellness a lot, how a lot of people don't know much about how wellness, overall wellness affects the body. Yes, yeah. I can see how excited you get. You you probably would do probably more than 30 minutes. Okay, I, once I got on my uh, spiritual journey wellness, I'm a wellness advocate, so I, I believe in holistic wellness, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and mentally. Yes, yes. I wish we could talk more about that. I'm glad you did bring <laughs> that up. Um, let me ask you this one. Why do you think that some women like a hard street dude versus say a Will Smith again? Oh man. Who attracts him to the to the to the bad boy? So I think it's something exciting. Um, you know, the aside from being exciting, what society and uh, media portrays, nobody wants the the uh, low key man. They want the ah the macho man, but no, nah, not me. But to answer your question, that's why it's exciting and you feel protected. But nine times out of ten, most of those raw raw people aren't the ones really going to protect you. You know, in the background, that might really do the real damage. Yeah. You know yeah. how they have the alpha beta male thing. Yes. Yeah, I think that's why. Okay, I, I like that perspective. I hadn't considered that, but now. I must add it to my thought process. I like that. <laughs> um, so you said uh, you're going to go to Mexico. So you're moving out of the country. What's up to- with that? So I just decided to do like, not per se move, but like a, a, um, a hiatus for a couple months. Um, I've been to Mexico twice now and um, I absolutely loved it. I've been researching the expat movement. If you don't know expat, it's are living in a country that they're not from basically so a lot of american expats live in mexico and a lot of other places around the world but mexico in particular because it's close cost of living is very um convenient probably half of what you're paying now to live quality of food the culture the environment the safety 
it's just a long list that Mexico has to offer and I just want to try it out for a couple months and then I do plan on coming back to the states but yeah I just I, I can I don't I'm single no kids and I love to travel so mm-hmm. I was like my lease is up I'm out I want to try something else wow that's that's nice that you just had that it's like hey I'm gonna do it I'm gonna go with it. Do, do why you not kids one day you, you absolutely I plan on having as many kids as my family can afford. Oh my God, they got change your life. Oh my God. <laughs> See, that's why I'm trying to get it out now. I'm, do you have kids? Oh, I have two. Yeah, girls Good. or boys? Two girls. I never wanted kids too. I just look at them so we be staring at each other, because <laughs> nobody can look you in the eye and say, "Oh, I love having kids." They always look down the ground. I love having kids. But... That is so funny. I have and all my friends. Most of them have kids too. Mm-hmm. No, so, I'm so rich auntie. Go- when you go to Mexico, I mean, how does that work? You just gonna be like, okay, I'm here. Good morning, my neighbors. What, what do you do? <laughs> so, um, I would have. I know there's so many other people that people could follow and get good, better information because some people actually did decide to fully just move over there, and that process is totally different. I know at first Mexico was allowing you to stay for six months, but now I looked. Um, one YouTuber's video, she lives there, and she was saying how, you know, Mexico kind of got hit. They see, okay, y'all Americans finna come play, you know, finna come use us because we cheaper, okay. Yeah. Me, we're getting the word out, and um, you know, got back to, you know, uh, maybe government, and they were like, okay, no, y'all gonna get maybe three months, maybe six months, but no, maybe three months. Y'all can't, you know, leave and come back because a lot of people were in Mexico when you were allowed to be there for six months. They would stay for six months, leave, and then come back and get another six months. So they got hip to that. And yeah, but um, I I plan on just going and doing an Airbnb. I plan on being in a very touristy area uh, where some other expats are. Um, Expats of color at that. So it's a lot of people like us who decided to make that move and they are thriving literally thriving so just to do that and tour and I I am going to be working I'm still going to be in my coaching program and doing my content so it's not just to be like life living life on the edge I'm going to focus but just a different environment and to see if I want to live there I see. That's called X Path P-A-T-H? No P-A-T-S E-X-P-A-T-S I'm gonna look that up. I said I would do it last time, but I'm interested in it now. You should. It's, it, it interests me. Like, oh, we we over there and over there and over there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, mm-hmm. so since you uh, born and raised in Texas, right? Yes. Would you so say you go down there and in Mexico, you meet another guy from here doing the same thing. Y'all come back. He lives in New York or Boston. Are you okay with moving to a, a climate like that? The New York climate? Yeah, or it's like you know, it's cold. Like it's cold in New York and Boston and stuff in the winter. Essentially, I would I would want to be settled down with somebody who wants to live abroad because I don't want to live in the U.S. But temporarily, I'm kind of free game. Like I just want to change the scenery. I love being. I love traveling, so it wouldn't bother me. But it is cold, and I don't like the cold, so it would definitely be. Some <laughs> had to work something out. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, okay, we'll see each other when we see each other. Whatever. Right, New York, you don't want to move like to the south. Right, yeah. I've been to New York and it's different. I've been in New York and LA. It's, it's totally different. Uh, I can do LA, mm. but New Yorkers are just they I, different. I, yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Chicago, but I moved to Indianapolis. Okay. Stay here nice. So Chicago has its own set of cold, but move further Indianapolis. down. Indianapolis. Yeah, where they have the Indy 500 at. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I did I never, not. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's the biggest single day event in the world. People all come. It's it's crazy. Traveling back there for hours and stuff. People wow. run around like it's Mardi Gras. It's like, really? And what is it called? The Indianapolis 500. I'm going to look that up. I might be an Indy 500. I might for sure check it out. It's, it's different. I don't know if you come to that. <laughs> what, okay, well, yeah, before I, I'm always trying yeah, to go to some event. Yeah. What is the backstory? Well, it's, it's just like a race car event. It's like NASCAR. And oh, okay. Yeah. I do know what you're talking about now. Okay, yeah, I might not yeah. be there, but who knows? Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. I mean, those tickets can get up to like $3,000 to sit there wow. and watch somebody drive a car. I bet. They are really into that. 
Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, it's $5 a gallon. <laughs> Probably not for them. Yeah, well, hey, I just I just pulled my car up there. I don't feel me. I'm not sneaking on out, too. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but, uh, but all right, uh, Toya, uh, please let the audience know where they can find your social media footprints, uh, whatever pages you want to share with us. Yes, so you can either hit me up on Insta and TikTok. My name is the same, Latoya the Goddess. Um, I will be dropping my YouTube channel here at the end of the month, um, but it is up. You can type in good vibes and elevation because that's what the uh, content is going to be about. Good vibes and elevation. So either Latoya the Goddess or good vibes and elevation and you can find all my content there. All right, plus I can see that butterfly tattoo. All right. Absolutely, and the rest of my <laughs> nice pictures. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't even talk about the one picture I like with the, uh, the, the black one with the, uh, the, 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 the tuxedo. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but okay. That was all my photographer. He did that. All right. Well, well shout out to him because he did a great <laughs> job. So. Thank you. All right. Well, Mr. Toya Marie, it's been a breath of fresh air getting to know you and hear about your life experiences. I know Likewise. it's the thing in the world to talk to a stranger about your life, but you did a good job. So thank you, friend. <laughs> You're welcome. I All love right. it. Yeah. So before I close the show, I just want to uh, end with this thought from Oprah Winfrey. And I quote, she said, I have had the opportunity to interview many people over the years, but I realized that there's no story shared that someone else has experienced too. For example, all pain is the same. A mother in the Ukraine who uses a loses a child feel the same pain as a mother in Chicago who loses a child. Mm. The common denominator is our emotions and our feelings. The more vulnerable and open we are with our stories, the more understanding we create with other people and the more powerful we become. People don't think less of us for staring at sharing our stories. They actually think more of us for having the courage to share it. So mm. once again, thank you for listening to another episode of What's Up Aboard the Podcast. Please subscribe, like, and follow for more great interviews anywhere you stream your podcast. Peace. Peace.